What's up, Cap listeners? It's Corbin, and I just wanted to hop on and say, if you're interested in voting for the winner of today's draft, check out our Twitter, at Cap Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to Cody and Corbin. have a podcast to show where two former roommates and they were talk rooming. about a new movie every week. But this week, it's finally time for the 1980s movie draft. I'm your host, Corbin Zavokal, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Webb, Cody, you lost in the 90s draft. Are you ready to redeem yourself in the 80s draft? Hey, great intro off the top. Um, yeah, super excited doing another draft episode. Uh, you know, that is true. The last uh, episode we did didn't go the best, but uh, I think we brought back, you know, another great episode of, of guests. But I think I'm going to take them down. It should be a fun episode, I think. Just to, to go off the top, we do have some guests here with us today, but we we're going to have some more people had some late minute dropouts. Uh, special shout out to Tyler Cagle and Liam Durbin for leaving <laughs> us. Uh, just want to call them out early in the episode. Let them know uh, that we're thinking of them. But we do have three wonderful guests. And we'll start with the, the guy who's been here so many times. He's, he's almost a cap regular. Jake Ross, you've been here since the 2010s draft. Just like me, you've never won anything. <laughs> Do you think today's finally your day? I don't know, man. If I had a chance, it was probably the 2010s. That shit was rigged, to be honest. Well, you know, that one did technically end in a tie, and I cast my tie-breaking vote for Cody, so maybe you can give yourself a half-credit point for the 2010 draft. Coming back from the 90s draft, J.D. Hoover is here. He's ready to, uh, you know, you did pretty well last time, so I wouldn't say it was a disappointment, but there's always room for improvement. How you feeling today, J.D.? The baseline is to beat Jake, and we passed. <laughs> so we're back again, and that's the goal again. Hey, set the bar very low there, but you got to set it somewhere. New to the drafting format, but a returning guest, my wonderful girlfriend, Mina Naki. Mina, you're a lover of the 80s, so it's perfect to have you here. Are you uh, prepared to draft against uh, these dummies? I'm pretty excited, but JD said it best. My goal is just to not be beat by Jake. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hello, that's, hey. that's probably most people's goal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's usually pretty easy to achieve as well. But, yeah, yeah, not too bad. I think Tyler just wanted to be here to try and do that, and unfortunately, <laughs> he can't. So you're better than you're better than Tyler and Liam. And I'd say Liam didn't come because he won the last one and you know, you got to retire out on top. He's following in the footsteps of his man Pujols right now, going out strong. All right. So the 1980s movie draft is going to be a snake draft between myself and these four wonderful other people. Uh, we're going to be selecting a total of six movies apiece for a total of 30 movies. The categories we'll be picking in are high school movie, Harrison Ford movie, blockbuster, which means $75 million domestically, Oscar winner, and then we'll be selecting two wildcard picks. Uh, just another caveat for that Harrison Ford movie pick is that since he was only in about 10 movies, and we don't want there to be too much overlap or anybody to get screwed over, if it's a Harrison Ford movie, it can only be taken in the category of Harrison Ford. Obviously, things like Empire, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark would fit into blockbuster, other categories as well, but we're just going to lock him in for the Harrison Ford category. Now, before we uh, get into the drafting, I kind of want to just go around and gauge everyone's relationship to the 80s um, and the movies of the 80s, and then just kind of get a you know general how you're feeling about today. So we'll start with Drake JD. I know last time you did a full mock draft, 
now that you've kind of gauged where we're at, uh, did you do the same thing or how did you prepare for this draft? I did not. At first, I was kind of worried about my level of familiarity with the content. Um, but when I went back and reviewed the helpful list you put together for us, I realized that I actually have seen a ton of these through the aid of my parents. You know, this is when they were coming of age. So you get a lot of influence through them. Um, a lot of like rom-com heavy blockbuster stuff for my mom and then maybe a little bit more art stuff from my dad so I've got a decent level of familiarity with it this is not my um this is not my area like the 90s is but I I, I can get down with the 80s it's cool yeah I similar feelings I think Jake uh, what about you what do you think pretty much the same thing I didn't really start watching many 80s movies until I started watching a lot of movies overall so winging it bud <laughs> <laughs> Mina, we'll we'll throw it over to you. I know you're a lover of the, the 80s rom-com, the 80s high school, the John Hughes. My question, are you going to end up with more than one John Hughes movie at the end of this? I will not reveal my secrets. I'm a big lover of 80s movies. I didn't realize how many I had seen until I read through the list and had well over half in all the categories. So I'm pretty excited. I'm just going to go out there and pick some good movies i think you're probably at the uh greatest advantage when we were looking at the list you had you had seen a ton cody what about you are you a big 80s head yeah i think in some areas i am big stranger things guy <laughs> well, that's true but uh i think a bunch of the high school movies i may have not seen as many so maybe taking that early you know just because i don't know as many but i mean this decade in general is kind of interesting because you know there are a lot of blockbusters kind of changing how movies were even made in that sense but i mean it's kind of just like a wonky, fun decade, I feel like, um, which I think I do like the 90s a little bit more. It, it should be an interesting draft for sure. Yeah, I mean, I kind of back the sentiment that everyone else had there. The, the difference is with JD, I feel like my parents might have failed me a little bit and that I didn't see a lot of these movies because of them. Um, when I did make the big master list of all the categories, I went through and I was like, I haven't seen a ton of these. And I tried to make a list of a bunch of movies I sh should at least attempt to watch. Obviously, I only watched a couple of them, and I, I did catch up on a few important ones this week that uh, I'm sure we'll talk about as the draft goes on. But I definitely feel a little, little out of my territory, you know. And I'm, the, I think I'm the youngest person here, so I, you know, the '80s were a long time ago. I, I wasn't <laughs> even a thought all that, all that time ago. So that'll be my excuse for another poor performance. Good excuse. You're right. a baby, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Terrible excuse. <laughs> <laughs> the extra month that Mina has on me is uh, going to be very important. Just like you, you guys living through the 90s was helpful for the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to share my screen now, and we're going to spin the wheel as is tradition. And I don't want anybody to think I'm cheating. I've got everybody's names. I'm going to be honest. I don't want this first pick, but for some reason, I keep getting it. Let's see who gets it. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, it is me. Look at oh, that. Wow. First pick. Right and since it is a snake draft, Rigged. I will not pick again <laughs> uh, until the twelfth, which is which is a little bit unfortunate, or until the tenth, I guess. All right. I know I switched screens. <laughs> and coming in with pick number two, JD. Oh, come on. <laughs> this seemed a little rigged. I think Corbin, you got first pick last time, didn't you? 
I think I've gotten first pick in at least all, I don't know about the 2000s. Jake, number three, <laughs> and our two people at the turn. I'll just take last pick at this point. You're going to get it. <laughs> oh, it's Mina and Cody will take the last pick. There we go. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Everybody's going to get themselves settled, and we're going to come back, and we're going to draft. Um, I have no idea what I'm picking first. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Figure it out, dude. And we're back. And it is time for the very first pick of the 1980s movie draft. I do have the pick. I'm going to go with a movie that we've actually talk, done a whole podcast episode about. We just did it recently. In the category of high school movie, I'm taking Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? This is one of my favorite movies um, of all time, probably top 15, top 10. Uh, I think it's the quintessential high school movie. Some people might disagree, but it is just so iconic, classic performances. And I mean, definitely John Hughes's best work of the 80s. Very nice pick. That is a respectful first pick. Um, In that episode, I wasn't like as high as you on that movie, but it is like definitely still my first choice for high school, uh, you know, 80s movies. So yeah, respect. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. All right. JD, you're on the clock. Um, I already know what I'm going with. It would not be true to myself if I did not pick probably my favorite movie of all time. I'm taking Blade Runner with the second pick. Where to start with this? So I read the short story, The Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. I was probably a sophomore in college. And then I watched the movie shortly after. And while they're not one of one, they're not uh, direct it's not a direct uh, copy of the short story. It's still fantastic from start to finish. Um, we have, I just, I love this movie so much. I could talk about it all day. I'll, I'll keep it short. <laughs> Basically it, it, it is so beautiful because it is predictive in a way that is haunting. Um, but it's also really hopeful because it asks the essential question, you know, what is it to be human at our base level? And I, I love poetry like that. And it just happens to have Harrison Ford during probably one of the hottest streaks in Hollywood history. Um, it's fantastic. It's so good. So good. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the hot streak. It's the reason we chose Harrison Ford. So he, he was at the peak of his powers in the 80s, no doubt. This has yep. nothing to do with the 80s, but uh, it definitely has the best legacy sequel of all time. I'm just going to throw that out. I, would, I agree there that too. That's, I mean, a fantastic take, Jake. I think we're on the same page. Before we move on, I got to ask, do you have a pref- director's cut, final cut, original cut? Is there a preference or what do you believe? He's not an android. And Ridley, <laughs> Ridley Scott did himself no favors by including it in the director's cut, you know, the, the unicorn sequence. So it's frustrating to get into that conversation with people who get really, I guess I'm really bullheaded about it too. I just, he's not an Android. Decker's not an Android, but you know. Well, with that take, we won't, we won't argue it. We'll, we'll believe in you because it is your pick and you get the final say on Blade Runner. I appreciate it. Jake, it's over to you. I feel like you're probably feeling pretty good after those two picks, but. Yeah, I am feeling pretty good. I thought Diddy's going to take something else, but it doesn't really matter that much because if he, 
did take what I'm now going to take, I would have taken Blade Runner, so it really doesn't matter that much. But I really don't know how this fell, but obviously I'm taking Empire Strikes Back. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. Best sequel of all time. Best Star Wars movie ever. I've watched it probably six times. It's one of my favorite movies ever. A pretty pretty simple pick for me, really. Yeah, hard to give Junior credit, but uh, this would have been my first pick as well, right there. But uh, yeah, what a, what a great fucking movie. I mean, I think it is easily the best sequel of all time. But yeah, good pick. All right, Mina, you're on the clock. All right, um, I'm gonna go with Blockbuster for my first one. And I don't think any of you are going to take this one, but I recently saw it. It's a fantastic movie. I'm going to go with 9 to 5. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from 9 to 5 Working 9 to 5 it's a hell of a movie. I mean, you got Dolly Parton. She's fantastic. <laughs> and it's just a really fun movie about these ladies working in an office with an asshole boss. And it's a fun watch. Do you think uh, the song 9 to 5 is uh, better than the movie or worse than the movie? They're synonymous. It plays throughout the whole movie. You can't, <laughs> can't hear it without seeing the movie. <laughs> can't be separated well i'll say based purely on the song having not seen the movie i'll, I'll say that's a pretty solid first round pick <laughs> <laughs> cody you got two picks here oh true Crap, I forgot what the next back. yeah so i got a lot to play with my first pick which i kind of am surprised this hasn't been taken i'm gonna take back the future uh in my oscar winner i believe doing some research it did win the Academy Award for Best Sound Editing. So, you know, kind of scraping here at the Oscars. We are still doing the real correct where we don't have to do Best Picture, right? Yeah, just anything, <laughs> okay. any Oscar win uh, is acceptable, Cody. Well, it works. <laughs> just want to double check. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Back to the Future, it probably is my favorite movie of the 80s. Um, it's perfect in the 80s. Christopher Lord, Crystal Lloyd, excuse me, Michael J. Fox, just an iconic duo. And, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely worthy of a first-round pick. Um, but I have another one as well. I was going to go in Harrison Ford, but it's kind of getting run down anyways. I'm going to go over to high school movies, actually, and just make a personal favorite pick. I usually don't do in these drafts. I'm going to go with Hoosiers. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Okay? Um, you know, it's technically taking place in high school even though you know it's mostly focused on the coaches and stuff so i think we'll let it slide 
But I mean, this is just an all-time classic uh, in my childhood. Obviously, being a being grown up in Indiana, big basketball community and everything. And I think this movie just really embodies that as a whole. So uh, yeah, gonna take that from my high school movie. Two high school movies picked back to back from you there, Cody. Uh, yeah. I know there's some huge basketball fans here on this podcast, so I'm sure that one kind of hurt a little bit. It it stings. It it does sting. It's a it's a tradition to watch it before every high school basketball season in my household. So he got oh, he got a, he got a good one for for all of us. I'm glad I took it early then. So I was thinking about that. But <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Definitely a smart move. We'll throw it over back to Mina for her second pick. I think I'm gonna go an Oscar winner here, and I'm gonna go for Beetlejuice. It's another very fun watch. Definitely different compared to some of our other Oscar winners we got in here, but it's a classic, and I always enjoy watching it. We're not going to say the title of the movie anymore because you know what happens, and and we don't want to get involved in that. But uh, good pick, good pick. What Oscar did it win for us too? Huh? Yeah. Do, do any research there? <laughs> Me? No, I don't do research. Best <laughs> no, makeup, funny. best makeup and hairstyling. Oh, okay. I buy that it. Make sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I it, it. it does check out. So definitely some makeup, definitely some hairstyling, and uh, yeah, good stuff. And we're back to Jake with the next pick. You know, I was going to go with Blockbuster here, but <clears throat> my top four are still on the board for Blockbuster. So I'm going to have to go with high school and take my number two choice, which is The Breakfast Club. It was literally one of the most iconic high school movies of all time. It's up there with Ferris Bueller, in my opinion. I've seen it probably three times. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I should have watched it to brush up, but I personally love it as a high school movie. Cody, what do you think? Breakfast Club, good or bad? Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think maybe it's a little overrated, but I mean, just that cast as a whole, I think, is iconic as well in that state in in the history right there. So I back that pick a lot. Why is it overrated? Well, you know, it's kind of put up on this pedestal of you know John Hughes's best. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty good, but a little overrated for sure. Oh yeah, I agree. I just curious what your take was. <laughs> respect it jd you like the breakfast club i do not um it was oh. not it was it was not indicative of my high school experience at any of the three high schools that i attended and um i just think it gets blown out of proportion by people that you know maybe um i don't know there's i just don't think it's that good man i don't want to hurt any feelings like i want to step on jake's toes <laughs> No, I, back, I I was kind of hoping somebody else would agree with me because I also don't think The Breakfast Club is very good. Uh, obviously, it has – obviously, the ending is incredibly iconic. The song, the, the – like, Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms – the most convenient definitions but what we found out is that each one of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case a princess and a criminal does that answer your question sincerely yours the breakfast club probably one of the most recreated things um especially from like an 80s movie but I, I agree. I just don't think it's like really 
like these people don't feel like high schoolers the for first a lot of high school 80s movies like i the ones that work are the ones that like still seem relevant today and to me the breakfast club doesn't seem as relevant or has aged in the same way that i think ferris bueller's day off has for example in my opinion but you know jake it what can we expect from you right uh, good thing it was my pick and not you guys <laughs> well speaking of we're about to make some picks jd you're up okay um i'm gonna get my oscar winner out of the way i'm gonna take raging bull <sighs> okay so on like a technical level scorsese again a master can't say enough about the technical work in this film i love the use of black and white um for me personally it, it speaks to me because i think it's very true when they say that athletes die two deaths first when you end up completing or finishing your competitive career and then again when you do end your natural life and to see robert de niro's character go through that struggle um and in a lot of ways really draw it out past the natural end is it resonates. And so just this, this movie doesn't mean a lot to me. Yeah. I think like you, you hit on technically speaking, it being such a good movie, it may be like the best technically sound movie that gets picked today um, outside of possibly like Blade Runner. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Martin Scorsese doing Martin Scorsese, Robert yeah. De Niro, fantastic editing, won the Oscar for editing. Uh, beautiful cinematography the black and white stuff is 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 really great i've got two picks here um and honestly i'm, I'm kind of surprised that some of the stuff has lasted this long i'm i'm not sure i want to go harrison ford just because it's such a strong category i feel like maybe i can get away with pushing it might regret it later but i'm going to take my blockbuster pick first and for me i didn't watch a ton of 80s movies when i was growing up but there's two that I probably watched the most, and one was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and the other was Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters! Something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? I I just love this movie. I rewatched it. I still think it's so great. Uh, Bill Murray is hilarious. The you know the other two are maybe not as great in their, their acting prowess, but hey, they wrote the movie at least, so uh, we gotta give shouts where we can. Um, it's just a beautiful blending of genres at the end of the, like, it's a little bit of a horror, a lot of comedy, science fiction, and it's just a really fun watch, and a giant marshmallow shows up at the end to fight him. I mean, you can't really do any better than that. Alright, and then for my second pick, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and do Harrison Ford, because I don't really want to trove through the uh oscar picks right now and i'm gonna take uh return of the jedi and for me i had to probably go star wars over indiana jones just because i haven't seen indiana jones as recently and also star wars is just kind of quintessential to me and in the things i love i have a r2d2 tattoo um and listen empire's not there but i like ewoks so give me return of the jedi i'm back to you yeah that is I was hoping that was going to fall, but that's tough. I'm going to miss the Ewoks on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part when they uh, make C-3PO their god. JD, we're back to you. I'm having a tough time deciding. You gotta... Someone uh, someone vamp. Mina, tell us about your thoughts on The Return <laughs> of the Jedi. <laughs> Classic. Oh, Star Wars, you can't, like, the original trilogy, you're, you're just all good. It's like... It's just solid. They're solid movies, and 
I mean, Corbin, you always say it. Star Wars fans are like the worst because they get all angry about all kinds of stuff. But I just enjoy always watching a Star Wars movie. Even the ones that are quote unquote bad. Like it's still Star Wars. You're still doing all right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Andor's out now. Star Wars maybe having a bit of a positive resurgence finally. So that's good to see. JD, you ready now? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I, so I, I've got kind of an ace up my sleeve that I'm going to hopefully pull out when the time comes. Oh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to move past uh, high school. I'm going to pick in Blockbuster. And I'm going to take When Harry Met Sally. Oh, uh, come um, on. I, pick. So I'm not a huge rom-com guy. However, I do think that there's like – a before and after point in your life when you see this movie because it completely changes the game for you as far as how you look at uh, rom-coms I've seen this now probably five or six times in various stages of my life and every time something new kind of jumps out at me um from the movie pers- like from the standpoint of the movie itself choosing not to have like an antagonist other than just their unwillingness to you know get together until the very end is fantastic because it gives it a lot of replayability in my mind and then I just I think it's hilarious and I I love the movie I love the way that it it unfolds in front of you it's really solid and I feel like it's a steal in the blockbuster category because you know it kind of barely squeaks in but yeah, that's a that's a really solid pick. I 100% back what you're saying about like that difference between when you watch it and after, especially the appreciation that you can have for other rom-coms after seeing it. It's it's one of those things where you think, "Oh, like when you see a movie that's like the peak of the genre, you would you would almost think that other rom-coms are worse because of it, but it's the way that over the next 30 some years kind of movies have been in commentary with Harry Met Sally and obviously the work of Noah Ephron is fantastic and and is you know sleepless in seattle you've got mail like she's the the queen of the rom-coms and uh this is a really fantastic pick and well acted well directed and and just really good stuff and i watched it in a screenwriting class so yeah no well because it's that solid it really is i mean it the dialogue is fantastic it's immensely quotable so i use the um there's two uh what is it? Do you say there's two types of difficult? We'll roll the clip right here. Ooh, Ingrid Bergman. Now she's low maintenance. Low maintenance? There are two kinds of women. High maintenance and low maintenance. And Ingrid Bergman is low maintenance? And LM, definitely. Which one am I? You're the worst kind. You're high maintenance, but you think you're low maintenance. I don't see that. You don't see that? Waiter, I'll begin with the house salad, but I don't want the regular dressing. I'll have the balsamic vinegar and oil, but on the side. And then the salmon with the mustard sauce, but I want the mustard sauce on the side. On the side is a very big thing for you. Well, I just want it the way I want it. I know. I made it. Jake. You're up. What are you thinking? I'm upset. <laughs> I was literally about to take when Harry met Sally. Well, I guess I'm not going to do that now. Um, anyways, I guess I'll take my blockbuster now. I wouldn't say this is a very good movie, but it is a very good It is a very good blockbuster. I mean, it kind of set the tone for what blockbusters are going to be for the next so many years. 
So with that being said, I'm taking Die Hard, a Christmas movie. <clears throat> you got Alan Rickman, pre-Harry Potter. You have uh, Bruce Willis and the beginning of his stardom. Really, it's just an iconic blockbuster movie, and it kind of sets the tone for what blockbusters are going to be. All right, does everyone agree that Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Yeah, I back it enough. Yeah. I, that was also uh, one of my top ones for just like blockbuster in general, but I think it is a Christmas movie, right? Take place during Christmas. Is there yeah. anyone against it? The amount of movies that have Christmas in it or like take place around Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Like that's a that's a silly argument. If it's like because it's <laughs> vital that Christmas is a part of the plot, then yes, Christmas movie all the way. But just because Christmas happens in the movie, like I disagree. But there's like yeah. the Santa costume. Like there's things that are you know important to the plot in Die Hard. And fair to- enough, I haven't seen it, so like. Yeah, he says, uh, ho, 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 I have a machine gun. It, I, just hate, I just hate the argument. Well, it, it, it happens You're just at Christmas. Playing that doesn't advocate. make a Christmas movie. It. You're just standing up for all movies that no. you just want there to be yes. a hard and fast rule. Yeah, I think... I, the, go ahead, Iron Man, 3 is, Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie, too. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> but, uh, no, he also yeah, he says, uh, ho, 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 I have a machine gun now. Now I have a machine gun. Oh, oh, oh. So I think it, it does have like a bunch of the Christmas, you know, spirit in it as well. But I, I do like see where you're coming from. They do just shove it, it seems that be in everything. Hey, you got to set your movies at some point in the year. <laughs> Mina, do you want to pick a Christmas movie here to, yeah. to like really hone in your point or you got something else for us? Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, all right, I'm gonna go for my Harrison Ford movie here and go for uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just classic. I I love Harrison Ford. We all said it when we bring up his movies so far. Like she's just so good. And the '80s, he killed it. Cody, you just watched. I mean, didn't you just see Indiana Jones for the first time? Like, I guess it's probably uh, been like two years ago now. <laughs> yeah, I did see it fairly recently. I think the first one is very, very good. Temple of Doom, I'm not as high on. Um, but The Last Crusade is good as well. I believe that everyone is taking their Harrison Ford category now as well, too. I mean, yeah, you can basically uh, let that <laughs> one sit for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's uh, it's kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, that kind of sucks for me. But <laughs> Has it come back around to me? Yeah, it's your pick. Oh, okay. I forget I was even in this draft. You guys are just picking all these movies. But uh, yeah, so I got two back-to-back here again. Like I said, Harrison Ford might as well not even touch. So I have Blockbuster, and I'm probably going to take my first wild card as well. So for Blockbuster, I actually can't believe it's still available. But um, I mean, E.T., the extraterrestrial, I believed was released in the 80s. I, I don't know yeah, how it's still standing it, on this board. This is I was surprised it lasted this long. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's steal for me. Uh pretty happy with how it's going but i mean yeah this movie's a spielberg classic i mean you just get that hope and wonder in a spielberg 80s movie that you just don't really get nowadays and uh you know obviously the iconicness of the alien i think it's a movie you can re-watch about a billion times as well but uh definitely classic easy choice there and then i'm just gonna throw it over to my first wild card pick and um this might be a little predictable but i'm going with the princess bride uh, another just 80s classic if we're talking rewatchability i mean it doesn't get better than the princess bride to, to compare it to et but, i mean the quotes quotability 
I think just the campiness, you know, I love and something I've seen a billion, billion times over and over. But uh, yeah, those are my two second picks. I, I'm very happy with both those. Beautiful picks, Cody. Beautiful picks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, getting ET with the 15th pick is... That's a steal. That's wild. That's a, that's a pretty big steal. I, I got to give well, it. Well, it was about to be the 16th pick, so... <laughs> what? I was picking it. I think, I think I had the 16th pick. <laughs> Cody no, had the 16th. Whatever. whatever. And Mina also has the next pick, so it we'll, was, we'll well, guess what? It was about to be the 18th pick then. There you go. He says, <laughs> I would have I taken it for the 20th pick if it didn't get taken at eight. Shut up, Jake. All right. Oh, no. Mino, what do you got? All are idiots. All right. I'm finally going to go into the high school category. And this has got to be like the hardest pick for me because I love so many of these movies. But I'm going to have to go for 16 candles here. I think it does a pretty good job of showing kind of that random end of the year high school party where anyone shows up and freshmen have no idea what the fuck's happening and end up knocking over a beer tower, pissing off some seniors. A geek can make out with a senior girl. Like anything happens at these things. And unfortunately someone's 16th birthday gets forgotten and that's terrible for Molly Ringwald. But (laughs) overall, I think it's a pretty good movie. All right, Mina, rank these four movies. Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Jesus. All right. Well, I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is definitely number one there. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a good movie. Then I'm going to go with 16 Candles, and then Pretty in Pink, and then Breakfast Club for me personally. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I All right. don't like your tone with that. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I'm agreeing with you. Now we'll, we'll give it to Mr. Uh, 18th pick here. Jake, what do you think? Mm. Oh, you're Good so question. sad. Are you all right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, am. I'm going to go ahead and pick my wild card, actually. I don't, well, I guess people haven't been picking their wild cards. So that makes sense because I don't think this fits, in any, fits into any of the other categories. But <clears throat> I'm going to go with uh, Kubert Classic Full Metal Jacket love this movie i've seen it a few times the halfway point through the movie feels like it should just be the end but then it just keeps going why are you look at me like that corbin i just don't know if that's like a good is that a good commentary of a movie or is that i don't i don't know if i, I think it is thing. <laughs> i think it kind of sounds like a bad thing it could be, a good thing. It could be a good it's a good thing in this case cody anyways <laughs> i love this movie and i love cooper and i'm glad i got it and nobody else did do you want to reenact any scenes from this, Jake? Or yes, I do. <laughs> All right, the floor is yours. <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> the very godmother said, "I'll I will PT you all until you die. I'll PT you until you for sucking buttermilk. Was it you, you scroungy little? Huh, sir? No, sir. You little piece of. You look like a." worm i bet it was you sir no sir sir i said it sir <laughs> all right uh since jake is uh scared of getting canceled online we'll throw it over to jd okay so uh, my it's time for me to ask a question um, all right <laughs> are you willing as podcast or uh, cody corbin <laughs> are you guys willing to let stand by me slide in as a high school movie yeah i bet that well see you know this is who cares 
I, I knew you were about to say this actually, because <laughs> when I was looking up and making the, the list, I, you know, you look up best high school movies and stand by me appears on all these lists. Yeah. They're not in high school though. I know. And I, and, and, and frankly, so... you guys left, you left my favorite high school movie, the 1980s on the board in fast times. So if you tell me, no, I'm not. Well, I'm not I, it should be a vote. It should be a vote for everyone here. So, uh, I'm going to say no. Cody, you're going to say yes? Yeah, I vote yes. All right. Jake? No. All right. Uh, you're just going to say no. What a break. <laughs> no, because they're not in high school. Wait, Cody, have you, or, uh, Jake, have you seen the movie? Nope. Did ha- <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, I don't know if Jake's allowed to have an opinion since he hasn't seen it. Uh, Mina, oh. you got you to gotta, you gotta lay it down here. The main core group of the movie is junior high kids so that would be what i decide as whether or not it's high school what? hey you got uh, a wild you got a wild uh, card pick <laughs> how beautiful would it have been to slip that in there under high school though i feel like that's that's a I, that honestly might be one of my top 10 movies of the 80s and i'd get it in a kind of a steal i'll do uh fast times at ridgemont high that is my favorite high school movie of the 1980s i don't think it's as good as first bueller's day off from a movie standpoint but Coley remains an idol in my life. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. (laughs) I've been thinking about this, Mr. Han. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? (laughs) Certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. You're absolutely right, Mr. Spicoli. It is our time. Um, for a multitude of reasons. Now that I'm in the classroom teaching, it's fascinating to see uh, individuals who might be resembling him come whistling in on a daily basis. Um, I don't know. It, and the soundtrack, the soundtrack. Again, I think I picked um, Days and Confused last time I was on here in my wild card spot. And nothing is more indicative of the 70s mid 70s soundtrack than days and confused and nothing is more indicative of the early 80s soundtrack than uh fast times at ridgemont high and that that that's a big deal very nice all right i've got two picks here and two wild card picks still and one oscar winner um i'm gonna go ahead and go for the first one you know it doesn't really matter Uh, i'm gonna take in wild card a movie that i don't think fits in any other categories and it's the thing from john carpenter I feel like every draft, I got to get a horror movie in there. And uh, to me, I did just watch this for the first time, like last week, but man, it is, it is good. It is a, it is a very good and effective um, movie. And the one thing that I was really surprised about is just like how good the effects look and how like kind of gory and terrifying a lot of the creature stuff is like some pretty chilling imagery in this. And then also just, that idea of like being trapped in Antarctica and like, you don't know who your enemy is. There's a lot of like themes there that, that kind of can transcend beyond that. And uh, it's just a really good movie, really gripping to watch. I actually really liked that pick. That was on my uh, wild card list as well. Same here. The premise is is great. Yeah. I like that pick a lot. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And now I've got Oscar winner. Um, I mean, there's, the thing is there's obviously so many great movies from the eighties as we're nearing the end of this draft, there's going to be a ton that aren't going to get picked. Um, I've got so many on my list here for Oscar winner, but I'm going to take one that feels just topical and I'm going to go top gun. 
Uh, I think this one, uh, like best, I actually don't know. Let me, let me see, uh, talk about not doing your research, right? Maybe the sound. I, it, it was like uh, best sound or something or editing. Maybe? Best know. film editing nominations. Let's do the wins. Best original song. Take my breath away. Of course. Oh. How could I? How could I ever forget? Uh, beautifully shot scene. Fan. <laughs> but uh, no, Top Gun is great. Obviously, Top Gun Maverick I think is a really good legacy sequel. Maybe not as good as Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but in terms of like picking, like those are two movies that you can turn point to of like how should you do a legacy sequel? I think they're both good examples uh, of the right way to do it if you're going to do that. Um, which you know, given the current state of movies they're going to happen and they're going to continue to happen. So I hope we see more Top Gun Mavericks and more Blade Runner 2049s than uh, what's a, what's a really bad example, the 70 predator movies that they've made. I don't know the reboots and the new RoboCop reboots. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cody. Cody loves a RoboCop reboot. All right. Well, those are my two picks and uh, we're back to JD for uh, my two wild cards, right? Yeah. You got two wild card picks. Okay, so my first wild card pick is going to be um, in lieu of getting the thing snatched out from underneath me, I'm going to do um, The Shining, which slips into oh. the 1980s by just a couple months. You took mine. Dang. That was 100% my second pick. Yeah, I, I very much like Corbin. feel like you need to have some type of horror movie in your draft. And so I feel like I'm covering the bases with The Shining. Um, it's not – it's it's good in a way that – the they're both psychological thrillers, right? I think that um, the thing build chooses to build tension differently. And so like the contrast then with the shining is it's, it's frankly, probably even more of a slow burn and you really have to kind of buy into the, the imagery that Kubrick uses and whatnot, but it's fantastic. Nicholson is fantastic. And I got a draft where I got Scorsese and um, Kubrick in the same drafts. I can't, you know, Feeling pretty good about that. The Shining, uh, that is obviously like a really smart pick here late in the draft. Fantastic performance at the start of it. And uh, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. <laughs> All right, Jake, what do you got? I'm going to do my second wild card pick because fuck me on Oscar. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to take, well, since I missed out on Hoosiers, I'm going to go with a different sports movie. This is my favorite sports movie of all time um i'm taking bull durham with my second wild card pick kevin costner tim robbins it's also a rom-com one of my favorite rom-coms now that i think about it but yeah it's always been my favorite sports movie mainly because it's baseball and kevin costner but i love that movie i'm glad i got it i watched that friday night in preparation for this draft and it it holds up it's still fantastic tim robbins is he's he's hilarious yeah, he is. All right, Mina, back to you. I just have wild card left, right? Yep, you two wild card picks. You got one pick here. All right, I'm going to go with a movie that wasn't on any of the categories. And I'm curious if any of you have seen it. Um, the Great Outdoors. Uh, it's got Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Stephanie Fersey, and Annette Benning. Uh, it's just 
a fun family movie going out to the cabin. Come on in, I'm making oh, yeah. you a sandwich. <laughs> big, big, ooh, big. Big, all right, we'll make a big one. Big bear. Big bear. <laughs> no, true, true. Oh, there. We're glad you're home, honey. Big bear, chase. Big bear, chase. What did he say? What? Big bear, chase me. <laughs> I highly recommend You Can't Go Wrong with John Candy or Dan Aykroyd, in my opinion. So it's just a fun movie. All right. Cody, you got two picks, your final two picks. Last two picks here, yeah. Um, well, I have Harrison Ford open, so let's just do that one first. Well, you know, everything's pretty much been taken. Take Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Um, still very good Indiana Jones flick, I think. Obviously, bringing in Sean Connery uh, to play his dad is iconic. And uh, it is better than, than the sequel, I think. So, got that going for it. Uh, I don't believe there's really much else Harrison Ford has been in during the decade. Witness, uh, Working Girl. Yeah. would probably be the next, like, two most well-known. What about uh, what about the one where he's like, get off my plane? Which one's that? Uh is it the Mosquito Coast or Frantic? Because those <laughs> no. are the only other two movies. No, no, no. I'm thinking of something in the 90s. Well, anywho, taking Last Crusade. Fugitive? Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have taken a Fugitive. But uh, my second wild card, I was going to take The Shining, but that got snatched from underneath me. And then The Thing was also on my list. I kind of don't want, don't know what to go for here. I could go for Scarface, RoboCop, The Karate Kid. I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with uh, the Karate Kid. Damn um, it, ah, Cody. <laughs> sorry, bud. But uh, yeah, I think again, just it's kind of just like a weird decade of movies. I think maybe my list like fits the vibe of the '80s the most. E.T., Karate Kid, Back to the Future, Princess Bride, kind of like all these similar, you know, feeling type movies. Um, and the Karate Kid, I mean, Mr. Miyagi. They're still doing like Cobra Kai stuff now. That's how much it's lasted, like just in the cultural zeitgeist. But uh, it's always the quote for me, you know, wax on, wax off, you know, sweep the leg. Now show me wax on, wax off. Hey. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off. Hat. Look in my eye, lock a hand, thumb inside, wax on, hat, wax off. When you get that sort of cheesiness in the 80s, I think it's perfect. So I'm going to go with that here. Another great legacy the- sequel as well with the uh, Jaden Smith version. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I was forgetting to make that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, I have a little quick story. Once I was supposed to go see that movie. Uh, in theaters the the Jaden Smith Karate Kid and then I I was you know I was a young child when it came out or well let's see how old was I before I start saying I was really young 2010 so I was 10 listen I got in a fight with my parents and I got grounded I wasn't allowed to go see the movie (laughs) it it was pretty sad so dang now I wanted to redeem it by picking the original here but you've you've taken it away from me sadly I watched that movie on my uh, PlayStation Vita remember those no. This is the next gen PSP, bud. Wow, that's where <laughs> I watched it. The only time I've ever seen that movie. 
What is that? Get, uh, is that in good quality fit on it? Probably. Is that in three twenty? Yeah, no, it was in ten eighty p. The Karate Kid uh, spurned two very strange like sequels in the years following. Uh, just kind of weird storylines. Very like very eighties sequels, I would say. Mina, you're up. Your last pick. Your last wild card pick. What do you got for us? This draft has been a lot harder for me than I thought it was going to be. I like way too many of these movies, but I think I'm going to have to go with Dead Poet Society here. Uh, just another fantastic movie from the eighties. Barely making it in there, but Robin Williams, R.I.P. <laughs> But it's just a hell of a cast and how to pick it. I had a teacher in high school and and sad that Liam is not here to help reminisce in this as well. That that just like loved this movie and it was very special to her. And she was a pretty special teacher and we would she would always show it every year in her class. And well, Captain My Captain is a beautiful moment. Captain My Captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. You hear me? Sit down. Sit down! This is your final warning, Anderson. How dare you? Do you hear me? Go Captain, my cat. You know, JD, do you, do you like this movie as well now that you're, you know, in the classroom? Uh, you know, I, I, I like this um, movie for different reasons, primarily because I think it shows some of Robin Williams' dynamic range, which is pretty cool. Um, he's a very talented individual you know and the older i get the more that i appreciate the art that he was able to give us while he was on this earth so it it definitely is a special movie for me yeah beautifully said all right jake your last pick what do you got for us i have oscar winner left um you know there's not too many of these oscar winners that i've seen to be completely honest with you but you know what i'm just gonna say fuck it i'm picking batman 1989 one for uh, best uh, set production, I think. I believe so. Set production. Set something. Is this the nipples, Batman? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's pre nips. Yeah. <laughs> this I will say this. This is before the Joel, Joel Schumacher comes okay. in and, and and does that. This is Tim Burton directed. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah, Nicholson. Obviously, doing Nicholson. I don't know. This movie's okay. Billy Dee Williams. It is just okay. I agree. <laughs> but it's my he, only option. He's Burton point, so. doing a superhero movie. <laughs> best art direction. Best art direction, by the way. Is, it, it won best, best art, art direction. direction. I feel like you had some better choices in Oscar winner. Though. Yeah, really gassing up your Oscar pick there, Jake. It's okay. <laughs> I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> I think uh, I think we've all achieved our goal. <laughs> Let's just say yeah. that. <laughs> I'm JD, feeling good. <laughs> JD, you got the last pick. Or you've oh. got your last pick here. Yeah, I telegraphed it earlier, but I'm going with Raising Arizona. Um, I actually this I recently watched this one, so I've got maybe some recency bias. But um, for most of the Coen Brothers films, I have to watch it two or three times before it really makes sense to me. This one hit me on the first watch and i loved it um it's essentially a live action comedy and um nicholas cage probably gives my favorite of his performances that any of any movie i've ever seen him in it's 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 amazing i cannot recommend this enough if you've got some time check it out coen brothers 
are always great. I do like what you said there about kind of to really appreciate, really understand what's going on. A lot of the times it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. You definitely need those uh, rewatches, but that's it, part of what makes them so rewatchable and, and so easy to come back to. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got the last pick here and it's wild card as well. Just kind of thinking out loud. You got like uh, the Terminator, which is obviously a classic film, 1984, James Cameron. Uh, you've got Paris, Texas, if you want to go a little bit more artsy. Uh, you know, I had considered The Princess Bride, but just to spite Cody, but he did get there first. <laughs> and uh, you did take back, or you did take The Karate Kid away from me, which was going to be my last pick. Um, but I think just looking at my last list here, and back to the I'm going to go Dirty Dancing, which I think was eligible uh, in another category. It was, it was also eligible for Oscar winner. Well, it's not a rom-com, so I'll say it, it, When Harry Met Sally is definitely the best rom-com. But in terms of a romance movie, I think this is actually um, a pretty good one. There's also some, there's like an interesting abortion storyline that kind of plays in that looking in like the 80s, and then now even here we are in 2022, obviously still a very prevalent topic and women's health rights. I think it has an interesting stance and an interesting look at that in the eighties. Um, also just, you know, a fun dance scene, the lift can't beat that. And I'm surprised Mina didn't take it. So I'm, I'm taking it, just, you know, I don't know, to spite her, I guess a little bit. Is it really spiting me? If like, I didn't pick it, like if anything, I'm just proud of you for thinking of it. Like good job. Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, we have completed our 80s movies draft. Uh, we're going to go ahead and recap the picks and I'm going to make everybody recap their own picks. And I'll start with mine. In high school movie, I selected Ferris Bueller's Day Off. In Harrison Ford, I took Return of the Jedi. In Oscar winner, I took Top Gun. In Blockbuster, I took Ghostbusters. Wildcard, I took The Thing. And in Wildcard number two, I took Dirty Dancing. We'll throw it over to Cody. All right, for high school movie, I took Hoosiers, Harrison Ford, took Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Oscar winner, I had Back to the Future, uh, Blockbuster, had E.T., The Extraterrestrial, and then my two wild cards, I had The Princess Bride and The Karate Kid. All right, Jake? For high school, I had The Breakfast Club, Harrison Ford, I had Empire, Oscar winner, I had The Batman. Blockbuster, I had Die Hard, and for my two wild cards, I had Full Metal Jacket and Bull Durham. All right, JD. High school, I had Fast Times at Ridgemont High. For um, Harrison Ford, I had Blade Runner. For Oscar winner, I had Raging Bull. For Blockbuster, I had When Harry Met Sally. For wild card, I had The Shining, and for wild card number two, I had Raising Arizona. Nina, wrap it up. For high school, I had Sixteen Candles, Harrison Ford, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oscar winner, I took Beetlejuice. Blockbuster, I did nine to five. My first wild card, I chose Great Outdoors. And my last pick for wild card two was Dead Poet Society. All in all, I'd say we did a pretty good job. I'm happy with uh, how things went. We'll, uh, we'll go to JD. JD, are you content with the way the draft turned out? I'm ecstatic. I don't, I think mine's probably a little too um, niche and artsy for the general population um but i think it's enough to beat jake and that's that's the that's the bare minimum we come into this competition for every time i really like my 
I like my directors. I mean, I've got Ridley Scott, Scorsese, Kubrick and the Coen brothers. Rob Reiner too. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I, I, I've got a list right there and I'm very happy with that. If I had to speculate as to who's going to walk away with this Corbin, I think you might get your first win. Your, your list is very solid. I have to give you some props. Yeah. I'll kind of jump in there. I would say this is probably the happiest I've been after a draft. I, I got, especially the two I really wanted in Ghostbusters and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then I think in general, I, I did a decent job of kind of just picking popular movies. So good spread there. Cody, what do you think? How did you do? I kind of agree. I think, um, I think you do have a really strong list, surprisingly, Corbin. So props there. But I think overall, I'm pretty happy with my list. Um, I think, like I said before, I do kind of have just like the essence of the 80s. E.T., The Princess Bride back to the future and then for indiana specifically hoosiers <laughs> that's just me but uh yeah. a lot of list- a lot of our listeners are hoosiers so it's true you know i'm just playing out to that as well but uh yeah i think it will come down to either myself or, or jd if i'm being fully honest <laughs> offense to anybody else but uh it was a fun draft i, I think it was actually pretty well picked jake you've taken a lot of heat this episode i'll <laughs> Yeah, I really don't understand it. Well, you not just coming at me from the jump. Everybody's been coming. I just want to beat Jake. That's all I care about. We are. We might be (laughs) punching down a little bit, which is unfortunate. But Uh, in my opinion, I think JD has this one in the bag. But there is one thing. There is one thing I will say. And at least in all these drafts we've done, I haven't picked a movie that I haven't seen, Cody. (laughs) <laughs> why does that matter I don't keep understand. going back to that <laughs> every time i've we'll seen all the movies i picked yeah. uh, for this one so i'm learning you know what can i do all right mina do you think you got a winner here no honestly like as soon as i picked nine to five in the great outdoors i was i've thrown it those are just like two movies that i genuinely really enjoy but most, most people probably aren't gonna have seen or like care that much about, especially the Great Outdoors, all your faces explained it perfectly. <laughs> you all had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> but like, I just love 80s movies. So, I mean, looking at everyone's list, I do think it's going to be between Corbin and JD, but everyone has just fantastic lists because it's the 80s and they're all fantastic movies. Yeah, I mean, these are all great movies. There's a lot of great movies that were left on the board. I think the great thing about this is even though maybe, you know, we didn't recognize the great outdoors or have seen like nine to five, here are recommendations for everybody. Here's 30 movies from the 1980s that we think that we would all say you should go check out. To hit on a couple that we, you know, didn't get to pick, um, I'll throw a couple out there. And then if anybody else has some that they want to mention, um, obviously like the sequels, Ghostbusters 2, Back to the Future 2 are both pretty solid. The Little Mermaid, that's a that's an Oscar winner and a blockbuster. So uh, there's two that could have gotten there. Um, I think coming to America, underrated comedy from the eighties, uh, yes. honey, I shrunk the kids, obviously rain man, I think is the big like Oscar winner that didn't get taken. Uh, mean and I watched that for the first time the past week. I don't know. I don't think it holds up super well. I like it. Cody likes it. <laughs> it does big, make you question whether or not the story needed to be told. I'll say that big, big toothpick guy, Cody. Yeah. High school movies. Obviously there's so many great ones. Uh, I don't think Risky Business is great, but a lot of people love it. Pretty in Pink we mentioned earlier. Uh, Team Wolf, 
not a good movie, yes. but a fun watch. That was uh, another one of my picks. That's a all time personal favorite for me. There, Michael J. Fox and in, in Wolf Makeup, like Duncan Basketballs, doesn't get much better. He's in Planet so of the Apes good. makeup, but yeah, Cody. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Anybody else have any uh, honorable mentions they want to throw out there? I do have a couple more. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I think I got a couple for you. I mean, like. Heather's for high school has aged extremely well. Uh, also, you've got a couple characters in that movie, a couple actors you're going to be fairly familiar with if you want a jumping off point for the 80s. I had Amadeus pretty high up on my list for Oscar winners just because it's historical and that's something that really is cool to me. And then I've got Airplane and Blockbuster, which kind of slips in as a comedy, but it's one of the last comedies I think that is genuinely um, hilarious and that deserves its props for the 1980s that's for sure yeah definitely good picks i had a couple of just weird ones teen wolf was one of them i think footloose as well i don't know why but i really like that movie uh great kevin bacon and then in oscar winners i don't know if many of you guys have seen sophie's choice meryl streep but it's some powerful powerful stuff so i did want to shout out that as well and then lastly coming to america i kind of forgot about that if i'm being honest i might have taken that over the Karate Kid, if I had uh, looked at my list, Corbin. So that's kind of sad. But uh, RoboCop, I also mentioned a couple of times, too. I think it is the essence of the 80s, kind of like all my other movies. Just campy action with super cheesy effects. But, yeah, I just really like it. Jake, anything you want to shout out? Did anybody mention Christmas Vacation? It barely missed out on Blockbuster. It was like $4 million short. Good Could have been a wild card, though. A great like movie that my family would watch every year. Like like for me, that's the Christmas mm-hmm. movie of my family. So, um, yeah, definitely a good Might shout. Well. Mina, I'm sure you have tons of honorable mentions. So we'll just we'll let, we'll leave the floor open to you now. Absolutely. I mean, Heather's. I was going to say that. So good call, JD. That's a fantastic movie. Um, the Lost Boys. It's a very fun movie to watch. Vampires in a totally different way than what we see vampires as now. You know, just. Um, which is fun, but then like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that's a good twist on some cartoons, and there's just so many amazing movies in the 80s, and honestly, if you see a movie in the 80s, you should just go watch it, but. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, I mean, after this draft, first of all, I still have a ton of movies that I need to watch. I mean, there's a bunch that were picked today that I haven't seen, Um, and then I had that huge long list that I need to get back to, Mina, do you want to say something? Gremlins. That's one I was forgetting. That's a good one. Gremlins. That, that's a movie that I uh, I did watch, watch this watch week this. as well. So, uh, that, it's hey, another fun Christmas movie there with Gremlins. But the two things before we wrap up that I kind of want to talk about that I found interesting with this draft in general. First one, I don't, I haven't done the math, but I would say like proportionally to our other decades drafts, we probably picked the most comedies in total and i think that's because like the 80s were really the the prime of like the comedies of the studio comedy the big budget comedy um so it's cool to kind of see the way that both like the movies of the era have affected the movies we're picking as where was you know comedies wouldn't be something that we've chosen in other drafts and then when it comes to the oscar winner all of our oscar winners did not win in major categories so other than raging bull it's got a, you know, best actor and some best editing, but the rest of us, Batman, Back to the Future, Top Gun, Beetlejuice, we didn't, we didn't go for the best picture winners, I guess is essentially what I'm saying, which I think is interesting to kind of see, you know, the movies that were winning best picture are not necessarily 
the ones that really have, you know, kind of stuck with us. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's, it's, so I think, you know, we're all fairly familiar with the picture and, you know, frequent listeners, if for most of us, I know Jake and I are, um, it's fascinating to like, listen to them do the 1987 redraft. Well, and then and, they just did a 1980s comedy draft, which I thought yeah. was, they keep stealing our ideas. Cause they did a, <laughs> they did a way too early Oscar predictions, like the episode, like right before we did ours. And then they did the eighties comedy draft. It, it seems like we're stealing, but I promise they're, these were all planned. They're jacking you guys' swag. I'm telling you. Um, it's just fascinating to hear, like, again, a, a director that I have a ton of respect for, Quentin Tarantino, talk about the 80s like it's some sludge um, pit that he had to crawl through <laughs> to get to the 90s. And I'm looking back at my list, and you're correct on one hand, that we're picking movies that are probably a little bit more offbeat in some of these categories. Um, especially Oscar winners, like most of the actual big picture winners are, um, you know, very much um, big studio um, advertising these dramas or whatever it happened to be. But I'm looking at these lists and I'm like, the 80s is really solid. I don't understand why Quentin feels the way that he does. And then I kind of contrast it to how I feel about movies right now. And, you know, I really struggle with some of the superhero stuff. So I get what I think a lot of it just has to do with the time that you're going through your adolescence and you're living through this stuff. It really makes a difference in how you view these things versus like retroactively looking back as somebody who was not alive in this time period. I really enjoy these movies for a variety of reasons. So it's it's cool. This is a really solid list. I, I'm, I'm impressed by everybody's picks, honestly. Yeah. And, and to that point, I think it's maybe it's not fair to say. But like it's almost like we've lost a little bit of something or at least it feels that way having like not lived through these movies but now looking back at them and it's like movies were so different and and to a certain extent it feels like yeah like we're missing out a little bit um it, it's also cool to see like the impact that these movies have had like the structure and the way back to the future is told has you know basically laid out the way movie like blockbuster fun movies should be for the next 40 years and maybe almost to the detriment of movies but um yeah there's just there's so much good stuff. And I think I was probably surprised that there was as much that I appreciated from the eighties. I was not necessarily looking forward to this, but I, I I'm pretty happy with the way things turned out. I mean, I think our list kind of show like the, the eighties, like everything was fair game, but all of these movies bring something different to the table. And like back to the Oscar, none of us take in best picture. Like they stick in your mind at, no matter what they are. Whereas like today, movies can be different and something new, but everything kind of feels the same. It's hard to watch a movie and have it feel different. Whereas you watch the 80s movies and everything gives you a different emotion, different feeling. And then the more you watch it, like JD said with Harry Met Sally, like every time you watch it, you get something new from it. Like, I don't know if I feel that as much today as I do when I watch 80s movies. Yeah, I don't want to, I mean, it's obviously hard to, continue to make original like have original thoughts it's not like we're really sitting here having original thoughts either um but when you watch like there is so much more variety and with what the stories that are being told in the 80s um it's definitely cool to see does anybody have any final remarks about the 80s before we move on much better decade than i thought it was going to be looking back like now that i actually see everything that we picked it's a lot better than i thought it was going to be i'm like so sad that all of you are so shocked that the 80s has so many good movies <laughs> <laughs> kids we're just a bunch of kids these days man we have no appreciation for, for the classics let's move on to we have a pod rhythm wow. 
where I'll draw a card from this blockbuster movie game and then we will all have 30 seconds to give a hot take to give their opinion to just let us know what they think about the movie i'm gonna be drawing a random card and the movie is the curious case of benjamin button (laughs) why is this movie in the box cody you love this movie let's hear it um, you know, this is an okay movie. It's definitely an interesting movie. Uh, the Finchman taking on, you know, kind of just the effects of, of how a human would be, in, would be in reverse, which is interesting visually. And you also have Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie for some reason. But uh, I'd say personally for me, it's, it's not his best work. And um, I think I've only seen it once in my life. And I was kind of like, that was weird. So, yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> Mina? Any thoughts on Curious Case of Benjamin Button? I mean, Brad Pitt. Like, I guess that's it. I'm, I haven't really seen this movie. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it seems like a strange thing for anyone to want to really watch, but I guess I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Jake, you're a big Fincher guy. Where does this sit on the uh, Mount Rushmore of Fincher? Is it even there? <clears throat> Bottom tier. Everybody who knows me knows I love Fincher and I like Brad Pitt, but this movie is honestly pretty cheeks. Um, it's just a weird idea. Yeah. Who wants to watch a movie about that? Like, I don't know. It could have been executed okay, I guess, but it's just weird. I'm not very, I'm not a very big fan of it. JD, what are your thoughts? I love that this movie was randomly selected. Uh, one, it's one of the only movies I've ever watched where it seriously made me consider. <laughs> buying a motorcycle so that's a positive <laughs> as far as everything else goes it's terrible um it's the biggest piece of ammunition the biggest bullet in my clip against jake's david fincher agenda <laughs> so and brad pitt wasted two years of his prime filming this when he could have been making something actually worthwhile yeah that's fair uh the, the big thing i'll say is like this movie is two hours and 46 minutes long <laughs> which i guess you know you are telling the story of this entire person's life but uh that's way too long of a movie also the way it's kind of structured because it's like basically she's like reading a diary and then it's like flash it it's not the best uh but i think Kate blanchett is is pretty fun um although her interests in i guess her lovers is is a little strange but i you know shout out to her i guess for for you know going past the uh the aging differences and in, in, in finding true love. All right. And then we're going to move on to our final uh, piece of the podcast, our, our weekly recommendations. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I have a couple of little things. Um, still binging succession and uh, got all the way through season two. Which I thought was better than season one. So that's positive. And I like the twist at the end of season two. It seems like, um, you know, the structure of this show, it's kind of weird just because it seems they're just going to build up every season to have like a big shocking twist in the last episode. Um, so that's interesting. I don't, I don't know if I really like that format. But, I mean, the characters in season three so far, I think I'm like five episodes in. You know, it, it's okay. I don't really know what to think of it right now. I know Junior is super high on it, and supposedly it's like very critically doing well uh, in its past couple seasons. So 
I think I just need to write it out a little bit, but I'll, I'll be a big succession guy. Just won some Emmys, so big I know, that's, that's what I'm saying. And then my other thing I did want to shout out quickly, I saw Top Gun Maverick for the first time this week. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's kind of just the sequel of Top Gun. I didn't think it was anything special, if I'm being completely honest, which I know is, uh, you know, a hot take around here. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. That's basically it. Were you not enamored by those beautiful men on the beach? You know, the the football scene is great. But, uh, I mean, it, it's probably about as good as the first one. Like, I like the first one for what it is. You know, it's okay. I don't hate it. But, yeah, not great. Jake, what do you want to recommend? Quite to people? the take. <laughs> um, well, obviously, uh, I'm going to run House of the Dragon. Back in the Game of Thrones universe. And pretty solid so far and then uh this is a movie podcast but i've been watching a lot of shows recently very behind the curve but uh i've been binging breaking bad for the first time and obviously everybody's heard it but if you haven't if you haven't watched it just watch it good take jd what do you got for us uh two things um we beat up on Jake all podcast long, but I got to give him a massive shout out. Um, he came to me with what I perceived at the time was a real hot take that um, Denny Villanueva is better than uh, Christopher Nolan as a director. I did not feel that that was legitimate until he kind of helped me. Obviously, I'd seen the bigger films by Villanueva, but uh, he helped me see the light with Prisoners and Sicario. So either one of those two films are worth a check out. You know, I think those probably got lost in the early 2010s as far as some of the better movies of the decade go. And then um, I'm going to watch Rear Window in class this week with my sophomore English class. So um, that's Hitchcock and that's that's tension and storytelling about as good as it can get. You know, if you if you struggle with older movies i feel like it's a really good jumping in point it's got enough of uh, enough action enough pace to make it feel like it's not your grandfather's type of movie love those rex denis we're big fans of him on the show um, oh, yeah. so definitely back it up prisoners, Cody prisoners loves that. i love that it's really so, cool. so you think do you think he's better than nolan well we've we've actually done this we've we've talked about this on the podcast before i think our answer was no right cody <laughs> Currently, no. Yeah, that was, but I mean, he just made a lot of movies that have, so it's hard to judge. The 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 time was, spent working is is tough to compare. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, Jay, that was my hot take that I sent in for them to listen to. But it, uh, frankly, Jake, it's it's honestly props to you for making me even take that seriously. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're welcome. Fine, you know, every once in a while, Jake Jake comes <laughs> through with with some good opinions. So we'll, we'll give that to that. To him mina what do you want to recommend honestly i've seen a lot of movies recently thanks to corbin kind of drags me along when he wants to go see amc a list we've been we've been living it up man <laughs> uh so i mean what we saw this week see how they run that was pretty solid um big fan of that movie uh i'm a fan of whodunits so i recommend that we saw don't worry darling Honestly, I think the drama surrounding it was more fun than the movie, but <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish I could go back to like a week ago before. <laughs> still, still, I think it's a it's a good watch, and probably the worst movie we've seen. I don't recommend to anybody. Uh, is Barbarian? I mean, that movie is fucking terrifying. <laughs> but, 
but uh, it actually was a pretty solid movie. So if you're into horror, go ahead and check that out. But it did not end well. Um, well, I mean, he kind of ditched on the draft, but shout out Tyler. He's making me sit down and watch every single Halloween movie with him this October. So I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Halloween ends. Um, I am looking forward to Blonde and uh, Knives Out and Glass Onion. And then um, that Smile movie. The Paramount and sending people to a bunch of sporting events to smile behind the cameras. I just think that's incredible marketing. So I will be going to see that movie just for that. Out this weekend. Any other looks, shots people yeah, have? Uh, smile looks terrible, but <laughs> 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 I am excited to see uh, Don't Worry Darling. I think I'm going to check that out in the next couple of days. Because uh, I do kind of like Olivia Wilde, but it seems just like a mess of a production. So I'm kind of worried. But, uh, yeah, other than that, you know, I know, Corbin, you saw the re-release of Avatar. I kind of want to go do the same thing. That was solid. Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll continue in here. So just some stuff that I've seen. We did go see Avatar yesterday um, at the big IMAX in Manhattan, the biggest in the country or second biggest because it's like a foot shorter than someone that opened last year, some bullshit, whatever. It's a huge <laughs> IMAX screen and it's Avatar like in 3D probably like the one movie that I would ever want to see in 3d and like like it is the down like the most down the middle like centrist bullshit like story to be honest like it doesn't I maybe at the time it seemed a little progressive but like really it doesn't like take any stand or side like I understand it does take a side but like the movie's about like a disabled war vet whose twin brother dies and he goes like it's just like I understand why it made two $2 billion because it's like something that everybody can kind of like a little bit. Um, but the story itself is okay. It looks beautiful though. Um, and then I've, I've watched a ton of eighties movies. I'll just give them shouts real quick. We've talked about most of them, but I saw the thing, risky business, rain man, teen wolf, pretty in pink, gremlins, ghostbusters, and back to the future. I think all of those for the first time. So um yeah shout, shout outs good movies ghostbusters not for the first time but the rest of them all for the first time um so yeah and then the rest of the 80s movies i'll recommend and then mina said she didn't like barbarian i think barbarian is actually really great and if you even like horror a little bit i would say definitely go check it out i don't want to like spoil anything but um subvert, subverts expectations in a really interesting way and and goes way beyond what like what you see in the trailer which i think is good when movies are able to do that so um, I will say it is a well-made movie. Yeah, and some fun performances uh, from the the main three or four people that are in it. So, does Pearl come out soon? Pearl is out. Go see out it. now. Pearl okay. is out now. Are you gonna go see it? I I think that'll be a this weekend thing. Mina's out of town, so I'll, I'll probably go see. She doesn't love going to the horror movies with me, so I don't like watching them alone. I'd rather go with him, but. <laughs> Might be a smile pearl double feature for me this weekend. <laughs> so I'm mostly looking forward to Amsterdam coming out. Amsterdam is out that. October seventh. Uh, yeah. That's a good. I um, mean, we got Amsterdam and Babylon, two Mario Robbie movies coming out this fall, which I think is is great for movies everywhere. Well, uh, Black Panther. Black Panther oh, comes out soon. Of course. Obvious. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, we'll, I'll give a shout out to our our Oscars episode that we did. Um, because there's a lot of wrecks, great wrecks there. Any final thoughts, guys? Always be nicer to me next time I'm on this podcast. Please, <laughs> Junior, you need to come on and just do a normal episode. He has. Say, 
I did. Yeah, I, I know, but you didn't just, just do another one. Same with JD. I think we should do a Blade Runner episode. Because I haven't I even appreciate seen it. it. I love I think that. That's a Blade Runner 2049 episode. I'd do we, split it. Yeah. I would be down for that. But uh, yeah, enjoy having you guys on. Obviously, we love you, Junior. Come on. <laughs> Jake, it's, I mean, listen, Jake, we've had you on the most of any person. So clearly, we. I mean, we Into keep having you back, so just take <laughs> take the uh, bullying, I guess, as, as our... Yeah, <laughs> just because you know you can beat me, let's be honest. You beat yourself, Batman. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, it is, but I hadn't seen any other ones, bro. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have all of you. Uh, it's great to have you all back, and this will not be the last time any of the three of you return in it. You know, it won't be the last time Cody's back either. I'm sure we'll have him on for another episode. So. Really? Wow. <laughs> How grateful I am. Yeah. I just want to say thank you to the three of you guys. Um, Anyone's bored and wants to come visit Corbin and I in New Jersey and hang out in New York, come on visit. There you go. <laughs> See the beauties of New Jersey. On. We're, we're right across the river from New York. So really, we've got the, the best of both worlds. It's, it's a pretty good setup. De Niro was shooting a movie just a couple blocks away. So, I mean, we got, we got cool stuff to see. We, or cool places all right guys appreciate you coming on good luck drafting check out twitter to see uh the poll and vote and uh peace gavin bye have a good what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.